Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. I hope you guys are doing well out there. Um, man, it is August 12th. I am. How far are we from my birthday? <laughs> I am counting down. My birthday's in two weeks. Super excited. Having a party next weekend. Having friends in town. So that's going to be amazing. So I am working on all of those plans and whatnot. But welcome to the Morning Motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. For those of you who are new, welcome. This is your daily dose of motivation. Um, I did not do my morning routine today because <laughs> my neighbor went out of town and I stayed up a little late. So I did not do my morning routine. So if I look a little drowsier than normal, that is why. But I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves and having a great day or made time to do your morning routine uh, this today. If you guys don't know, I promote healthy living, going outside, getting some fresh air. I did do that this morning. I did do a little quick walk. I didn't do the walk I normally do. Um, yeah, spending time with God, opening up your Bible, uh, praying or your religious text, whatever makes you comfortable, and just having uh, some time for yourself before you get your day started. We are reading Purpose of a, excuse me, A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Very, very good book. We are on chapter four, made to last forever. Now, this is a very short chapter. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and purchase it yourself, the link is below. I decided to go ahead and do a book giveaway next week. So if you have not entered to win yet, go ahead to BrittanyTheHost.com and enter to win your free book. Uh, or you can go on my Instagram, click the link in the bio, and it says enter free book here. Okay. So let's go ahead and do the uh, morning prayer, get into the shout outs and jump right into today's topic. If you guys have any questions or anything about the um, today, because this is a very short chapter, I don't have a video for you. So this is a short chapter. We have room for Q&As or anything that you could possibly be going through. We can talk about that today as well. Or if you have any questions or tips or anything like that, let me know. But uh, if you are not religious or spiritual, I hope that it's okay that I pray for you anyway. And I hope that you stick around no matter what your background is and fellowship with us here today. <clears throat> I don't know. Morning motivation is starting to turn into Bible study. So if you are not a believer in God or the Bible, then I don't know. Maybe it ain't the place for you. I don't know. <laughs> Because we do read the Bible, we do, you know, praise the Lord and Jesus and all of that stuff. But that's neither here nor there. Um, let's jump into the prayer. So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to come together through the internet and fellowship. I pray that uh, whatever is said today is a message from you to your people, and that I pray that we all continue to do the right things and just walk in your light as much as possible. We know that we're human, but we are trying to strive better every day to do the things that are pleasing in your sight. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead to the shout outs. If this is your first time watching, go ahead and put where you're watching from. And I hope you guys join us each and every weekday morning at 8 a.m. We do not uh, go live on the weekends, but you can always watch a replay or head over to the Brittany Daniel podcast and listen there as well. Those are always updated around five to 12 to 24 hours after we are live. So you can always listen there if you cannot pull up YouTube. Um, I have stopped streaming live on Facebook because YouTube is where you need to be. And if you want to sign up for my Patreon patrons, I have a video coming out this weekend for you um, where I get a little personal 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain. I feel safer in my Patreon, my Patreon, my my my, my people over there. So if you want to subscribe to my Patreon and be a little closer uh, to us in our community, go ahead. The link is down below as well. Don't forget to give this video a thumbs up. But good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Happy Housewife. Happy Friday or Grand Rising. Happy Friday. Good morning, She Amber. Good morning, Naturally Ann. Good morning, Aja. TGI Friday. Ow. Um. Good morning, Norma. Norma says, when is your birthday? Do you have a P.O. box? If all, I sure will. Um. I don't have a P.O. PO box anymore because I didn't really use it for much. So I do not have a P.O. box anymore. Uh, the day of my birthday, which is August 24th, I will be posting a cash app. If you guys want to be generous and donate, I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, no pressure either way. Um, but I will DM you my address, Norma. Thank you so much. Um, hey, good morning, beautiful friend. Ow. Thank you so much. Good morning, Dia Dia. Good morning, Aubrey. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, May. Thank you guys so much for being here today. I'm super excited because uh, I'm on the cusp before we get into it. And for those of you who do not believe in astrology, my bad. I know uh, everybody don't believe in that, but I do. Um, but I am a Virgo on the cusp of Leo. So I get a lot of energy and a lot of clarity and a lot of confidence during Leo season because I'm right on the cusp when it turns from Leo season to Virgo season. But I am a Virgo. So this time of year, I just love it. So. <laughs> So I'm excited. Uh, it's the end of summer. Things are wrapping up. Things are changing. And it's just a good time. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate you. Again, we are reading from A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And this is chapter four, Made to Last Forever. So it says, God has planned eternity in the human heart. Uh, okay. So it says, surely God, surely God would not have created such a being as a man to exist only for a day. No man, no, no man has made, is made for eternity. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Now, if you know the history of Abraham Lincoln, he was a slave master. That's what I'm going to say about that. So I take his quotes with a grain of salt. <laughs> he was a wise man. They said, they say, but he was still a slave master. But anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, this life is not all there is. That's what this book is saying. Life on earth is just like dress rehearsal before the real production. You will spend far more time on the other side of death in eternity than you will here. Earth is just a stage area, the preschool, the tryouts for life, for your life in eternity. That's a very interesting. Good morning. Um, that is a very interesting, did y'all hear that? So it says life on earth is, is just like dress rehearsal before the real production. You will spend far more time on the other side of death in eternity than you will hear. Earth is the staging area, the preschool, the tryout for your life in eternity. What do y'all think about that? Let me know in the comments. It is the practice workout before the actual game, the warm up. The warm-up lap before the race begins. This life is preparation for the next. Hmm. At most, you will live a hundred years on earth, but you will spend forever in eternity. Your time on earth is, as Sir Thomas Brown said, but a small 
parent parenthesis in eternity. Parentheses in eternity. Okay. <laughs> you were made, you were made to last forever. The Bible said God has dot 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 planned eternity in the human heart. You have an inborn instinct that longs for immortality. This is because God's de- God has designed you in his image to live for eternity, even though we know everyone actually dies. Death always seems unnatural and unfair. That is very true. The reason we feel we should live forever is God that God wired our brains with that desire. Okay. That's very interesting. Like this is a very thought-provoking book. I I highly recommend anybody who has not read it before on their own. Yes, read it here on Morning Motivation. I know that some of you guys want to win the free book giveaway. No telling when that's, you know, going to do it next weekend. I mean, next Friday. But I highly recommend you get it. If you win it, then you can either get another book if I call your name uh, or you can gift it to somebody. But this is a very thought provoking book. I would love to hear um, your thoughts below about this topic because I've never thought about life in this way. And um, I would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, it says one day your heart will stop beating. That will be the end of your body and your time on earth. Very true. Very true. That will be the end of your body and time on earth, but it will not be the end of you. Your earthly body is just a temporarily, just a temporary residence for your spirit. The Bible calls your earthly body a tent, but refers to your future body as a house. Mm. The Bible says, when the tent we live in, our body here on earth is torn down, God will have a house in heaven for us to live in, a home he himself has made, which it will last forever. That's always interesting to me. Um, and you guys let me know how how you guys feel about this. I understand in Christianity, we're we're taught that, you know, we're born, we're here on earth like he said, a hundred so years. And then we spend eternity in heaven. Like why? Like <laughs> I've always, um, and I'm a type of person, people can judge me. I don't care. I've always questioned things because I feel like, and this is why I've always questioned things. I don't believe God doesn't want us to question things. I think that he wants us to think. And the reason why I think that is because every other facet in our lives we have to think, we have to ponder, we have to study, we have to question. If you don't question anything, then you're not growing, you're not expanding your mind, you're not going outside of a box. He made our brains to be curious and he made our brains to think. So that's just always been very interesting to me how we have a parenthesis here on earth, as according to this book, right? We live here, we're here on earth, we're going through tests, we're molded, we're shaped, and then we go somewhere and that's like the next stage forever. I I always had a hard time with that because, and this, I'm just thinking this out with y'all. So please feel free, chime in, agree, disagree. Um, Other religions believe that there are layers to our spiritual journey. You know, you're here, then you go somewhere else and you go like reincarnation. Some people think believe in where you come back to earth. Some people believe in different things. I don't know. Like that's the crazy part is, uh, 
Let me see. Chrissy says, I've always been taught this. Everything here is temporary on earth, including people. He will reveal when we question. I love that. But it's always been interesting. Like, is that eternity? Like, cause how, how, how church explains it is we pass the test here on earth and we just live happily ever after in the afterlife, right? Eternity, heaven, and all of that. But that just doesn't seem, I don't know. That sounds, that sounds amazing. But is it, uh, <laughs> just so many questions. Okay. Let's go back to the book. Let me know what you guys think for real. No judgment. This is judgment-free zone. We're family. Um, been here from the beginning. If this is your first time, sorry. Uh, if you've been here from, from the beginning, we're like family, at least uh, internet family for me. So I just would love to hear your thoughts. I know that what we were, I know what I was taught growing up. I know what I'm taught to believe and what I was told to believe, but that never, I never understood that. Like why then? Okay. Well, then what, what is earth for? You know, I don't know. Okay. Let's just keep reading. Maybe the book will answer the question. I don't know. While life on earth offers many choices, eternity offers only two, heaven or hell. Okay. Your relationship with God on earth will determine your relationship with him in eternity. If you learn to love and trust God's son, Jesus, then you will be invited to spend the rest of your eternity on with him. On the other hand, if you reject his love, forgiveness, salvation, you will spend eternity apart, of, apart from God forever. See, this is the thing, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the Christians. I know. I have to ask. Okay, let's just keep reading really quick. And then and then I want to I want us to talk about this. And I don't know. I've always told you guys I don't know. Um C. S. Lewis said there are two kinds of people, those who say to God, Thy will be done, and those who say to God, All right, then have it your have it your way. Tragically, many people will have to endure eternity without God because they choose to live without him here on earth. That's interesting. That's interesting, right? Boom. When you fully comprehend that there is only there is more to life than just here and now, you realize that life is just preparation for eternity and you will begin to live differently. Which I I think regardless of what we believe, right? Regardless why not just make sure, right? Why not go ahead and just cement that Cement that uh that relationship, get right, do the do right, no matter what you believe, because you know, hell don't sound fun. Uh, you will start living in light of eternity and will color and that will color how you handle every relationship task and circumstance. Suddenly, many activities, goals, even problems that seem so important will appear trivial, petty, unworthy of your attention closer to your life to God, the smaller everything else appears. And it says your life is a preparation for the next. So it says the closer you live to God, the smaller everything appears. And I asterisk that. That is so true. Um, yes. Chime in. Let me know. Let me know. Whatever whatever you, you feel or think, let me know. Um, thank you for the super chat, Percy. Percy says, good morning, Brittany. Nice color blouse. Thank you. Worn it. Plenty. <laughs> my dad is a preacher and I'm a preacher's kid. Oh, shout out to the PKs. Y'all had it hard. I have had nightmares 
over going somewhere forever. My church tries to scare people into doing right. And see, and this is the thing too. That part. Ah, see, I'm having so many questions. Because just say it like this, right? Why scare people when the choice is theirs? Why not teach them, hey, this is this way and this is this way. You choose. You know, because everybody on and human thing has a choice. But fear-mongering people into doing the right thing doesn't work for majority of people. Because if it did, we live in a way better society, right? So that's why I never liked using the tactic of fear. Um, so that's very interesting. But I've, I've, I've grown up in churches where it's the same thing. And I think that that's a lot of reason why people stray from God. Because if God is love, as this book says and as the Bible says, then fear and love can't exist in the same place, correct? So why use fear? Or is it just a warning? Like, you know, we can, we're warning you that if you go this direction, this is going to happen. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's why I don't ever act like I know I'm not a preacher. This is not what I went to school for. Um, I'm just a person trying to figure it out, right? So the happy housewife says the Bible doesn't say that, say that we, say that. Okay. The Bible doesn't say that we say that we say that the Bible says we die and our spirit goes with God. Our body lays in the grave during the second coming. Believers will return with him in the air of heaven. Now, this is the thing too, that I, I, I personally, and this is like more Methodist Christianity. You know how we talk about, and I don't know how this became Bible study, Lord have mercy, but let's rock with it. You know, this is the Bible, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I always looked at those three as enti- three separate entities. You know, there's God, there's Jesus, and then there's the Holy Spirit. Um, all three of them make the Holy Trinity, and most Christian Christians are taught that those are all one. Like Jesus is God, which I have a hard time believing because if Jesus was God and He was here on Earth, then how did He make every? I don't see. That's why I don't like getting into it online because I don't know. I don't know, and I don't want to corrupt anybody else's thinking. But if it says God is a jealous God, don't put anybody before him. And then we praise Jesus over God. I've never understood that. So I'm more, I guess, more Methodist thinking. And y'all let me know. I don't have the right answers. I'm not trying to tell nobody what to think or believe. These are just my questions and things that I've always um, struggled with as a Christian. Because, yeah, them just being transparent. Um, So you guys let me know what you guys think. Let me know what scriptures to read. Let me know what you guys have found out, studied for yourself, what you've been taught. Um, again, I don't know. Um, that's why we're reading. That's why I'm learning. I'm an, I'm a, I'm a vessel. Um, but if, it, but the Bible also says that the earth is going to be destroyed by fire, right? In Revelations. Now that I have not read, that I've always heard. So take that with a grain of salt. I need to actually have that's one book. To be fair. Revelations is one book that I had never touched because I heard, and this is just like I've read James, I've read Peter, both Peters, I've read John, I've read Jude, but Revelations where I stopped because I heard that if you have not read the full Bible that you shouldn't read Revelations, but maybe I should. The last scripture in Revelation says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. Hmm. 
maybe it's time for me to read Revelations because I've never, that's the, this is the only book I've cracked it open, but because I was so scared of it, um, I've read, actually, that's not true. I did crack it open um, one or two times, but I barely have any highlights. And all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. See, I need to deep dive into Revelations, but I read almost every chapter of the Bible, not in its full, not in, not in, not in its entirety, but I've read almost every chapter in the Bible, um, except for that one. So I need to go through, like I've read the entire Genesis. I think I've even read the entire chapter, the book of Exodus. Leviticus. I stopped, I believe, at numbers one time because it was very, yeah, I think I stopped at numbers like, what is going on? Uh, it was a lot going on in either numbers or was it, no, right through numbers, Deuteronomy, jo Joshua. It was one of the chapters where it just got really confusing. Um, anyways, <laughs> anti-ways, neither here nor there. Um, I just need to read, as an adult, now that I'm about to be 34. I'm going to read Revelations because I need, I have questions and I, and I want to, and I want them answered for myself. So I always recommend that you guys do the research yourself, read yourself, go through it yourself because we're taught and told a lot of things, but we want to make sure that we understand what we're reading and understanding for ourselves. Uh, hey, Chris, I believe that whatever you believe, you better believe with all your heart because when your time is up, you're going to find out that's true. And that's the scary part because we can, you know, people have a lot of beliefs. We all have a lot of beliefs, right? I, this is true. Better figure, you better believe it. You better be able, what did they say? Stand 10 toes down. <laughs> mm. Um, let me see. Uh, Percy says, Brittany, I'm just so a little disappointed that the fact that there are so many religious so many religions and everybody is saying they're right. It uh, It's confusing. Even the theorists think they're right. That's true because if you go like the book of, uh, and I know we got off topic a little bit, but I do want to talk about this. It is Friday. So we can wing off a little bit. That is true, right? Because if you read about Abraham, so if anybody doesn't know, Abraham is kind of how the religions started. And if you, and if I get any of this wrong, please put it in the, put it in the chat because I don't want to misspeak on God's word. The story of Abraham that I'm aware of is he was married to Sarah. They were both in their older ages around 70, 80, 90 years old or whatever. Right. And, uh, God promised Abraham a son and they were not conceiving him and his wife, Sarah, were not conceiving. They weren't conceiving. They couldn't have a baby. It would have been years. So Sarah takes it upon herself to go to her, to her slave girl, put her name in the comments, y'all. Her name slips my mind. Not Hagrid. That's Harry Potter. Lord have mercy. Slips my mind. Sarah goes to her slave girl and offers the slave girl to be with her husband. Mind you, that's a sin, right? Be with her husband, conceive a child for him because she's trying to do the will of God. She thinks that this is the right thing for her husband because she wants to give him a son. So she takes matters into her own hands. And that's why they tell, oh, it is Hagar. Okay. I was like, Hagrid, that is not the Bible. That is Harry Potter. Um, Hagar, thank you. Hagar. So she goes to Hagar and she goes, hey, look, 
I'm not conceiving. My husband really wants a son. I believe God told him he was going to have a son. Maybe it's not with me. And that story has taught me, do not take matters into your own hands. Wait on God, right? So she gives Hagar to, to um, Abraham. Abraham is like, are you sure? Because you're my wife. Are you sure? I want no problems. I'm willing to do it. And this is this is my 2022 interpretation. I don't mind doing it, but are you sure? Because I don't want no problems, right? Nobody talks to God about this, mind you. And then Sarah goes, yep, go ahead. I, you want to have a son. I want you to have a son. I'm too old. I don't think it's going to happen for me. We've been trying for years. It's not going to happen. <clears throat> God told you you're going to get a son. Maybe this is the way you're, you're supposed to get a son. Abraham says, I, okay, cool. Because you know he's a man, right? He's gonna, All right, cool. <laughs> so Abraham lays with Hagar. Hagar gets pregnant. And Hagar births uh, Ishmael. Yeah, Ishmael, his first son. So, you know, Ishmael is growing up and and then Hagar starts feeling herself. Hagar starts, instead of her being the slave girl, the slave mistress, she starts trying to like pump up her chest. Like I gave him it. You know how it is, right? Think about if it was 2022. I gave him his first son. I did what you couldn't do. She starts walking around like her stuff don't stink. And Sarah ain't having it. Sarah like, all right, you getting a little too big for your britches, little girl. Like I, I offered you to my husband, but now you miss. Now you out of step, right? Now you miss. Now you hold on, little girl. You doing too much, right? So Hagar starts walking around, beating her chest, acting like she, you know, the new woman of the the tribe or whatever. <laughs> and so Sarah goes to Abraham, and she's he's she's like, look, Hagar's getting out of control. They gotta go. And he's like, wait, what? You told me to do this. Um, you, you told me to do this. So what are, what are we talking about here? She's like, no, she getting too big for her britches. She's stepping out of line. She getting on my nerves. Both her and your son have to go. Gotta go. And so I don't know who get. let me know in the comments. I don't know if Sarah gets pregnant first or had, uh, or if she tells Abraham to send them off in the wilderness first. I don't know which, which comes before y'all let me know in the, in the comments. Either way, Abraham sends his first son, which is Ishmael and Hagar into the wilderness. And then Sarah conceives Isaac, which was supposed to be the chosen one. So how the story goes and how my interpretation from what I understand, that is how Muslim and Christians became who they are. Um, because Ishmael is the firstborn, Muslim people believe that that's, uh, and again, ain't no judgment, I don't know. That's how their religion became because when Hagar goes into the, and I've actually listened to the story from the Muslim side and the Muslim side do, does praise Ishmael as the firstborn, as the Holy One, as the starter of their religion and all of that. So when Hagar and Ishmael get sent into the wilderness, they stumble upon some men and that's kind of how Muslim culture begins. Isaac stays with Sarah and Abraham and continues on the lineage of Moses and all of that. And that's where Christianity derives from. But they were they none of them were Christian, mind you, at the time because Christ wasn't alive. But that's where the lineage of Christianity starts is through Isaac. And the and the lineage of Muslim culture begins with Ishmael. Good morning, Lacey. So that's what 
That's where the religions kind of break down. If Percy had a question about that, that's kind of how those two sectors began. So Muslim in the Muslim culture, they believe because Ishmael was the firstborn, that that is the true and right religion. Um, Christians believe that Isaac was truly supposed to be the first one, but because we had human intervention with Sarah bringing Hagar into the picture, then it kind of messed up the lineage. But they, be, but Christians believe that Isaac was supposed to be the first and the lineage of, of what God intended. You see how it got confusing and you see how when human beings step into God's plan, how, how we shake up stuff. So that's where that comes from. Um, just to answer your question quickly, Percy, into my interpretation. And if I got any of that wrong, please leave it in the comments because I do not want to misspeak. There's some y'all that if you are not interested in the Bible, right? If you haven't cracked it open, it is like a soap opera. It is a lot that goes down. Sometimes I read the Bible and I be having a bag of popcorn because some of those stories uh, are are very, very entertaining. Um, just just just, you know. Just to put that out there. So if you feel like all the Bible is boring, you can get you a good living, uh, new living translation and, and take some time. And boom. Uh, good morning. Uh, Hagar became pregnant with Ishmael 10 years earlier than it was. Um, then was the first surrogate parent agreement. That's what, okay. So she became pregnant 10 years and then 10 years earlier. Yes. Cause when they were sent off, Ishmael was, was older. Thank you for that. Um, the three happy wife, the happy wife said, happy housewife says that particular story has an interesting history outside of the book. The truth is Sarah B Sarah being from a different, being a, being a different, went back to her old ways by asking Hagar, it was actually considered pagan. Really? See? But it's in the, I've read that. Now, that story, though, I have read with my own eyes in the Bible. And see, and here's the thing with the whole pagan thing. That's why it's so confusing because we, before, man, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I'm not a preacher. I ain't studied it. I'm just here. <laughs> no worries. Uh, the Bible is great. I didn't start reading it till I was like 26 and I am a PK. I just, and, and see, there's all the questions because there's so many things that they say are pagan, right? And maybe they are, but according to this, don't we... We don't want to be wrong because if the Bible, what the Bible says is true and what this book says is true, again, don't know. We don't want to be wrong, but I believe that there are so many. And this is the thing, too, that I have an issue with the whole heaven and only going through Jesus. And this is just me. And I'm speaking again. I'm not trying to woo anybody. I know so many great people of different cultures and religious backgrounds. I have a very hard time to believe that the intelligence God has can't, won't decipher and filter out good people only because they don't believe in Jesus. Because remember the Bible, the book says that we were born, this one right here says we were born with, by the families in the areas. Cause every, most of us did not grow up and pick Christianity. 
That's another reason why I have an issue with that. None of us grew up and picked Christianity. At least I didn't. I was born in America. Most Americans are Christian because I'm I'm from slave descent. Um, actually, greatness. Then we were put through slavery for 400 years, and boom, here we are, right? And my people have prospered ever since. But I was born in a Christianity. This is what I was taught. Most people were born into their religions by region, race, ethnicity, all of that new above. And there are amazing people doing way better work than a lot of people who believe in Jesus. So I have a hard time believing that God won't filter out. Like that is not the only way. It doesn't make sense why that would be the only way. Because there are people who ride or die for the Bible, ride or die for Jesus Christ. And they are horrible human beings. Horrible. Half of the folks that let, you know what? That's going to that's gonna cause a whole different topic. <laughs> y'all let me know what y'all think. Um, the Happy Housewife says, I stay, I say spread, spread, study, and learn. I've read the Bible three whole times in, in different times in many lives, bring different meaning. I've read. Thank you. Percy, thank you for the super chat. I do have a question since you're a woman. I've read the Bible and through the Bible, I see strong men who love God, but women made them weak. Mm, okay. Samson, David, Adam. Did God give women special powers over men? I believe so. I don't think that it's a special power. I just think that biologically, biologically, we're all built differently. Um, and I think the reason why he made, because think about it like this, Percy. Men have a physical ability over women, right? If you wanted to overpower me, no matter how small you were as a man, nine times out of 10, you can overpower a woman physically. And I believe that's why I believe that y'all's private area is so uh, sensitive. So if we ever need to get away or you guys have like, that's your Achilles heel, your, is your, is your, is your private parts. And I do believe that he did that to keep a balance. Because if men were physically overpowered, like powerful than women and physically over, I think that he did that to balance out the scales. Because if you guys didn't need us, then that would stop the cycle. If we didn't need you guys, it would stop the cycle of human beings. So I think that he made us equal, but different for the balance, like the yin and the yang, if that makes any sense. And I do believe that there was a special power uh, for a reason to kind of keep to kind of keep people in check, uh, keep the, the checks and balances in my personal opinion, just logically that just makes sense. Um, life of Chris, I think it comes down to the heart. I understand that. See, that's how I feel. Right. But that's not what this says. That's not what this says. It doesn't, they don't care about, it doesn't say anything about heart. It says about what you believe. So that's why I have a hard time believing that, but let's just go back to this book. I'm not dismissing either one. This is just an open conversation. If you want to join in, great. If you have your beliefs and you don't care to, you know, expand, it's cool too. We just here. Just here to read, to get our God in, and to have conversation. Um, because I've always been talked at about what I should believe and how I should believe, but I've never really just asked these questions out loud outside of my personal friend group. Okay. So let's go back to what this book says. So 
let's see, it says C. C.S. Lewis captured the concept of eternity on the last pages of the Chronicles of Narnia. That's fiction, so that's interesting. His seven book children's fiction series, for us, this is the end of all of the stories. But for them, for them, it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in the in this world. All their life in this, all their life in this world had only been the cover and the title of the page. Now at the last, now at last, they were the beginning, they were beginning chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever and in, and in which every chapter is better than the one before. God has purpose for, for your life on earth, but it doesn't end here. His plan involves far more than a few decades. You will spend, oh, excuse me, y'all. Sorry. God has a purpose for your life on earth, and it doesn't end here. His plan involves more than a few decades you will spend on this planet, that I believe. It's more than opportunity of a lifetime. God offers you the opportunity beyond your lifetime. The Bible said God's plans endures forever and his purpose lasts lasts, uh, eternally. The only time most people think about eternity eternity is at funerals. And then it's often shallow. Mm. Um, Sentimental thinking based on ignorance. You may feel it's morbid to think about death. I don't. But actually, it is unhealthy to live in denial of death or con- not to consider what the in- what's inevitable. Only a fool would go through life unprepared for what we all know will eventually happen. We need to think more about more about eternity and not less. Now that I agree. That's why I talk about death a lot on Morning Motivation because it shouldn't be so taboo. It shouldn't be something that we don't talk about and think about because it's all going to happen to us eventually. We just don't know when. And we got to get our affairs in order, especially if you have children, if you have property, if you have things, you got to be prepared for it because you never know. There's so many tragedies that happen every single day. We can't think that we're going to be exempt and we have all this time. I, I do believe that. It says only a fool would go through life unprepared for what we all know will eventually happen. You need to think more about eternity, not less. Mm. Just as the nine months you spend in your mother's womb were not an end in themselves, but a preparation for life. So this life is preparation for the next. That is a very interesting point because nobody, I don't remember the womb. I don't know if anybody remembers the womb. Um, And that did prepare us for life. So that's very interesting. Like this could be sequentially nine months. Like we feel like it's a hundred years or so or whatever, but this could be a nine month preparation for something else. It's very interesting. If you have a relationship with God through Jesus, you don't need to fear death. I disagree because if you're a trash person, if you're going around and being an evil person, just because you believe in Jesus, I think God is smarter than that. I definitely do. I don't believe that is the only way. I think you genuinely have to be a decent person on this planet and treat each other right. Um, And that's why I have an issue with that. It's like, that's the only way, the only way 
God made everything so diverse. Why is that the only way? And that's why I have a problem. Okay. Y'all let me know what y'all think. If you have a relationship with God through Jesus, you do not need to fear death. It is the door to eternity. It may last. It may be the last hour of your life, your time here on earth, but it won't be the last for you. Rather than being the end of your life, it will be your birth into eternal life. The Bible says this world is not our home. This this world is not our home. We are looking towards, we are, we are looking forever. Jesus. This world is not our home. We are looking forward to our everlasting home in heaven. Measured against eternity, our time on earth is just a blink of an eye, but the consequences will last forever. That I do. I believe that whatever we do here is going to impact the next phase, but I think it's more than just only believing in Jesus. Maybe that's a prerequisite, you know, when you're getting a job, maybe it's layered. I have a hard time believing that's the only way, but I digress. That's just me. I'm not the creator of this world. So take what I say with a grain of salt. The deeds of this, of this life are the destiny for, of the next. We should be realizing that every moment that we spend in these earthly bodies is time spent away from our own eternal home in heaven with Jesus. Years ago, a popular slogan encouraged people to live each day as the first day of the rest of their lives. Actually, it will be wiser to live each day as if it were the last day of your life. I do believe that. Matthew Henry said, it ought to be the business of every, of every day to prepare for our final days. So it says, there is more to life than just here and now. This is the point to ponder. So get out your pens and papers. This is the point to ponder. This is day four, thinking about my purpose. There is more to life than just here and now. I do agree with that. How we live, how we move, how we treat people, what we do, what we say, how we make others feel. I do believe all of that is very, very important. Because I do believe God is going to judge us on that. And what did we do with our purpose and our time? Verse to remember this world is fading away along with everything it craves. But if you do the will of God, you will live forever. Question to consider. Oh, and that was that was first John two and 17. That was the verse to remember. This world is fading away along with everything it, it craves. But if you do if you do the will of God, you will live forever. 1 John 2 and 17. That's the New Living Translation. The question to consider is, since I made up, since I was made to last forever, what is one thing I should stop doing and one thing I should start doing today? That's really a good question. Since I was made to last forever, meaning in eternity, What is one thing I should stop doing and one thing I should start doing today? Mm. And Monday, we're going to read chapter five is seeing life from God's view. I might read that over the weekend and I'm going to read it back to y'all on Monday, but I might need to read um, chapter five this weekend. All right. So what do you guys think? Let's see. So this is a purpose driven life. If you are new, we are reading a purpose driven life by Rick Warren. 
And we also are having little Bible study, asking conversate, have asking questions and having conversations. Again, I do not know. I am not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I am just a person who was born a Christian that has read the Bible, who loves God and loves Jesus and is trying to all figure it out. And I, and I do believe personally that you're never going to have all the answers. I think that that's, I think that if God wanted us to have all the answers in the, in the, he wouldn't be testing us. Like if he wanted us to pass the test with flying colors, he would have just gave us the rule, the, the, the cheat sheet. And maybe this is the cheat sheet, but I just have a hard time believing that that is the only way because there's so many amazing people on this earth that do amazing things and are more faithful, are more spiritual, that, that, that pray way more than a lot of the Christians I know, and they're not Christian at all. So I just have a hard time believing that personally, that that is the the only way, the only way, the only way. I don't know. I could be wrong. So don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Um, Do not listen to me. Chris, uh, Life Chris says, what about all the people who never heard the name of Jesus? See, this is the thing too, because it says that the earth will be gone, right? It, It, we know when time is going to stop when everybody has heard Jesus name now with social media. Cause I used to think this too, right? Cause it says, it says something about, and correct me if I'm wrong. If you guys know this scripture, put it in the, in the link below. This is a loose translation. Cause I read this years ago, but it said the world will start coming to an end when everybody starts speaking the same language and everybody has heard Jesus's name with social media. I believe even if you don't believe in Christianity, that you're at least going to hear about it, right? Like you might not believe in Buddhism, but you know it exists. You might not believe in Muslim culture, but you know it exists, or the Muslim religion, but you know it exists. You might not believe in the nation of Islam, but you know it exists. You know what I mean? So I think with social media and us being connected on the internet, eventually everybody is going to hear his name. And now English is like the most it's not the only language that's spoken the most. Spanish is up there too, but I believe that those, do you understand what I'm saying? I believe that we're getting closer and closer to closing that gap of people speaking the same languages and everybody hearing the name. Now that we're all connected through internet, like I'm talking to people hours ahead and hours behind and all of these things, um, I do believe that it's possible that that is coming faster than before. Good morning, such a lady. Um, Be happy housewife. It's not just about belief. It's about our actions, but that's not what it says. That's the thing. That's what I have an issue with. That's what we said, right? That's what we've said. That's what we believe, but that's not what these books are saying. When I read this, that's not what it said. It said the only way to get through heaven is through him. That's it. Believing, accepting, that's it. That ain't what this, that's, and see, and that's the thing, like, it's hard to pick and choose which, what we believe because that's not what this says. This says that, hey, if you believe, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. And people walk around and act like that. And they do God forsaking things in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, which is crazy. A lot of the lynchings that used to happen in this country, the slavery. That's why people have a hard time with this one. And it is the youngest religion. 
I don't know. So many questions, y'all. So many questions. <laughs> don't listen to me. Just so many questions. Um, the people who wrote these books have the same human brains as us. It's just opinions based on their personal beliefs. But how are we supposed to? That's it. You feel me? That's why it's so confusing. <laughs> this is good. Thank you. Um, let's see. Where where was I? Because it just skipped a space. Okay. Vernil says, one thing you should stop doing, uh, doing phone is living for man and, li and live for God because God is eternal life and the earth is a rehearsal for eternal life. And that's what we just read. So I do, I do agree that regardless of what we believe, right, regardless of what anything says is living for God. I do agree with that. And I do agree with the Bible because if we're trying to please man, if we're trying to have earthly things, like the Bible will tell us that the things here on earth are going to rust away. Like people have left behind mansions and cars and money and people and lineage and things like that. Um, when we should be just focused on living for God, but just going back to some of the questions I have, you know, I don't know, but I do, but I do agree with that though. Like regardless of what we believe, living for God in the most intentional way is super, super crucial. Like watching, like whatever you believe in, whatever religious text you believe in, um, that we should definitely be trying to be our best selves, meaning to love our neighbor as we do each other, as we do ourselves, treating people with human decency and respect. Um, not and not just the people that we like. You know, it's easy. We have to forgive. There's there's layers. We forgive so that we are forgiven. You know, we try to live a righteous life as much as possible, but we're always gonna fall short of the glory because we're human. But I do I do agree that. Overall, regardless of what we believe, regardless of what we read, that overall being a great, solid person and just being decent to people and not just decent to the people we love in traffic. When people test our patients at work, uh, if somebody's evil to you, you know, I've heard I've heard people say some really evil things about people and shunning them and damning them to all damnation. Um, even like with this whole like. Emmett Till thing, right? Where the the young lady, or she ain't young anymore, when the young lady accused Emmett Till of whistling or flirting with her or whatever it was, you've heard, I've heard so many variations of the story over the years. And now she's in her 80s or 90s and they're convicting her, which I think that if you did the crime, you should do the time personally, but it's how people are talking about it. Like she's still a human and we're not supposed to judge. We're not supposed to be the ones that hang people on the cross. You know, that's why Jesus said, Lord, forgive them for they not know what they do. So although, yes, she's wrong. Should she serve the time or not? I agree because somebody died because of her. Uh, however, it's not us. It's not up to us to hang her to the cross. You know, she has to deal with that. And I'm sure she's dealt with that because she's been on the run for years. I'm sure she ain't had no peace since the 19. 50s um because of that situation so i don't know maybe she i don't know i don't know i'm not saying that it's right or i'm just saying like i've just been hearing a lot of people just speak about it and just the way they're talking about her although she did a 
foul thing that ended up in something horrific. Mm. Like as much as we might not like somebody, as much as as much evil as somebody has may may have done, if we believe what we say we believe, we're not supposed to be cursing them to damnation. That's God's doing. We're supposed to pray for their souls, and we don't do a whole lot of praying for folks. We don't do a whole lot of Jesus. They don't know what, not for what they do. We be trying to send people to hell all the time. Just like Jesus, Lord have mercy. Just my opinion. Bernil says, yes, I agree with you. The test is getting along with people that makes you uncomfortable. That is the test. Mm. I think we are tested all the time. I think we're tested. Like when people say obedience to God, I think we're not only like, are we doing the right thing, right? Are we abstaining? And I think it's more so like when he whispers to you to do certain things, do you listen to him or do you do your own thing? Like if God told you to open the business and you're like, I have no idea how that's going to happen. I can't do it. I don't see. Are you listening and obey, obeying because it's a part of your purpose or you're like, no, nah, I'm just going to do my own thing. I think that has a lot to do with obedience. I think we we spend a lot of time on obedience with right or wrong and sinning and all of that stuff. Uh, cursing or not to curse or having fornicating, not fornicating, having babies out of wedlock. Not, I think obedience is listening to what he has called you to do for his purpose. Like the book is like the book says, you know. Um. Yeah, he will love you no matter what. I agree with that. But also, you can uh, you can love your child and not like them. I do believe that God is not, just because he loves you doesn't mean that he's going to save you. That's why he gives you free will. Because you can love somebody um, and not like them. We We have people in our families right now that we love, but we don't like. And if we are in the likeness of him, I definitely believe, I believe that God has every emotion that we have. I believe he, jealousy ain't the only thing. I believe that he gets angry. I believe that he gets upset, hurt, disappointed. He's excited. Uh, I believe he has all of the emotions that we have. We are in the likeness of him. And I think it goes deeper than just physical. People are like, oh, physically. No, I think we're in the likeness of him, meaning every emotion that we have. Because if he has jealousy, right, if he is a, all-knowing, all-purpose God. If he has jealousy, why wouldn't he have all the other emotions? So I think it's a little deeper than that, in my personal opinion. Um, I think because he can love you and not like you. He can love you and still not save you because you didn't do right. And I think that that's something that people miss too. It's just like, yeah, you, I could, I could love you, but I could still make you go to jail. I could still let you sit in jail for your crimes. I still love you. You know what I mean? So I think that, I think people take that a little for granted sometimes. Let's see. Going back to the comments, we got a couple minutes. What book is this? It's a Purpose Driven Life, Grand Rising, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And we are just having a conversation. Um, Cookie Monster says, I think that they tracked her Emmett Till accuser down because they are waiting for her to die so they can curse her at her funeral. Ooh, that's so evil. That is evil. And let's humanize it for a second. Now, before I say this and before we get out of here, I'm not. 
I am not saying that anything that this woman did was right. She is one of many who have wrongfully accused a man and he has died from it. I am not saying anything that she did was right. But think about where she was. I humanize people. This is how I empathize with people. Where she was, what she believed in, um, segregated South, different mindset, nonsense. And who knows even what she said that she knew what was going to happen to that little boy. You know, maybe she ran off and was like, oh, my God, this little black boy or, you know, they called him something else back then did this to me. She may not have known that three men were going to go to that house, take him out, beat him brutally to death and then drown him in the river. Maybe she didn't know that the actions were going to go that far. You know what I mean? So that's why I like when we are cursing people, we have no idea what was going through their minds. We had no idea what their intent was. We have no idea. So to just be that evil and to turn it around and curse, I think that that's so, that's evil. God didn't tell us to do that. Did he not tell us, let him get revenge? Why are we trying to play God? That's why we're having a hard time with Christianity sometimes. People just be doing too much. <laughs> First says, I think she, confu she confused that she lied. About him whistling her. I, I, we don't, nobody knows because we weren't there. It was all he, sh he say, she say. Um, and again, I'm not saying what she did was right. I am not justifying her actions at all. She ended a little boy's life and that happened time and time and time and time and time again. What I'm saying is we look at our lives sometimes and because people did one thing that we curse them to all damnation and we aren't supposed to do that. We pray and we're supposed to forgive. We're supposed to pray for these people. Like, cause if you were that ignorant where your actions hurt and harm somebody else, I do need to pray for your soul because no telling what's going to happen to you because of your actions. You understand what I mean? And if we're supposed to love each other unconditionally, God has loved us because no telling if she's prayed for forgiveness over these years to God. And if God forgave her, why are we cursing people? Does that, do you see what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Let's see. The sixth thing God hates, Proverbs 6 and 16. My favorite chapter. Proverbs. If y'all don't read Proverbs, you're missing now. You're missing now. Proverbs 6 and 16. Let's see. But weren't they lynching black people back then? Absolutely. And they still are. I'm not saying that anything, anything is, 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 is right about what happened. I'm just saying how we are choosing to, to deal with it. Um, I'm going to read that before we go. He without sin be the first to cast the stone. We all have sin. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. Um, they cursed St. John Edward's wife, Elizabeth at her funeral. And movie critic Roger Eber, who married to an AA woman, and they did that at his funeral too. People would be trying to be God too much. Hey. All right. So, uh, Travis, before we get out of here, Travis said Proverbs 6 and 16. All right. Here, the six things the Lord hates, no seven things he detests. 
All right. So a haughty eye, a lying tongue. So we can't be lying on people. Hands that kill the innocent. So they were both wrong, but this is God's doing to judge them. Right. So let's let me go back. Haughty eyes, a lot lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil. Feet that race to do wrong. So when we people are out there running to go see they sneaky link. Feet that race to do wrong. A false witness who pours out lies. Mm -hmm. And a person who sows discord in a family. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. All right. One last comment. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this is true. I am praying for Nicole. Oh, yeah. The victim in Los Angeles car crash. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, if y'all didn't know about that, a, a young, well, she wasn't young. She was in her, well, she was young, but she was in her 30s. A nurse ran into an intersection. Supposedly, this is he say, she say, I don't know. Supposedly, because she was going through stuff with this guy. And she wanted to end her life. She was going 90 miles per hour in an intersection and made this horrific crash in L.A. that killed babies and six people. And she's perfectly fine. She is perfectly fine. Yeah, right. Feet rushing to do wrong. People be rushing to go to sneaky link and doing all this stuff. But I hope this was thought provoking. I understand that this was a little all over the place. We read Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I hope you guys give this video a thumbs up. I hope this allows you to uh, think about things, crack open your Bibles, think about your spiritual journeys, who you are as a person on your spiritual life and, and do some readings for yourself. I do not have these answers. I do not know. I know only what I know and I don't know everything. Um, and it's up to all of us to think about eternity, think about who God has called us to be, uh, live life purposely, not curse or, or harm anybody else, but love thy neighbor as as our own, forgive those who have done us wrong and uh, let God seek revenge for us and not think that we're supposed to go around acting like God. God will handle it all. All right. Yes. Thank you. Hit the thumbs up button. Do not forget to subscribe. If you guys need a coach, I am not a religious coach. Hello, but <laughs> I definitely am a life coach. So go ahead and click the link below. If you want a free session, my books are open Monday through Friday. I do not coach on the weekends but I am open Monday through Friday. Um, I hope that you guys have a beautiful and blessed weekend. I hope that you guys took something out of this. I know that this was probably didn't, probably some people didn't like it, but it's okay. But I hope you guys have a beautiful, 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 blessed day, blessed weekend. And I will see you guys on Monday. Have a good one and learn God for yourself. Okay. Bye y'all.